Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Hello, everybody. Welcome to welcome to Hobby Addicts, I suppose. Episode 267. Fantastic stuff. And I am back. Where did I go? Nowhere. Nowhere and everywhere. I am Mitsugi, and I am joined by Caroline. Hello, I suppose. And from the depths of the underworld, from the darkest regions of the nethers, it's Mason. Hello, I I did go somewhere, and now I'm here, where I am, where I've always been,、uh, back on the East Coast. Oh, how's it feel to be on the East Coast again?、Uh, earlier, later, feels <laughs> strange recording at a different time.、Mm. Got、yeah. jet lag. <laughs> car、Not、lag. Too much jet lag. Yeah, car, <laughs> lag. car lag. But、uh, no, I, I made it, and glad to be here in my. Pseudo temporary, still setting up my setup. Setup. Well, I'm glad. Is it? Are you living out of boxes at the moment? No, no. But there are quite a few boxes in my room, so that counts for something. And my room is a big box, so boxes within boxes. Box boy. Indeed. Well, we're glad you arrived safely back where you,、uh, back where you came from. You have returned, and、uh, life will continue, I suppose. All right. Well, I suppose. On hobby addicts, what will we do? We are going to talk about my insane adventure that I went on yesterday.、Uh, one of the most adventurous 14, uh, 14er mountain climbs that I've had so far. So I got quite, quite the story to tell. Caroline is going to talk about a book that she has read, I suppose, called Baby Teeth by So. Her name is Soj Stage. I. I don't know how to pronounce it either. Is, is it Zoje? Is it Soje? Is it Zoj? I have no idea. We'll just go with <laughs> Zoje, I suppose. And then Mason、yeah. went on a road trip. Very exciting. Everyone loves a road trip. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upload some photos so you guys can have things to look at while I talk. So, Caroline, I think we'll start with you. How, how was、uh, Soje's book? It's pretty good. So, I talked about it briefly with Mason on a different hobby addicts when I was in the middle of reading it.、Um, but here's the thing so, I've got, I got this back in like April.、Uh, I decided just to take it from the library so I didn't have to pay for it. Hey.、Um, so, yeah, I、uh, renewed it twice and then I believe like, like another time. And then I come to the realization that I can no longer renew this book after. My last renewal. It's due on Monday. So I've been speed reading the past weekend trying to finish it. And I did. I finished it right before we jumped on to do Hobby Addicts.、Man. So perfect timing. I can barely read、um, it all. And here you are speed reading. <laughs> Show off. Well, I mean, I was doing like a chapter every other day or so.、Uh, you know, I was just being leisure with it.、Um, but then I came to the realization like, oh, this is not my book. I can't just. You know, take however long I want with it. It's from the library. So, and I don't want to give it back and then try to take it out again after a certain amount of time so I can finish it. So, I've just decided we're going to finish this this weekend and also talk about it on Hobby Addicts because, other than that, I didn't really have much else to talk about. And you finished it. 
Yes, just now. <laughs> so it was less r- speed reading and more reading at Binging. a normal speed, but like consistently and with a purpose. Yes, I was binge reading more like it. I, I, I'm Speed is not in my middle name, so. <laughs> That'd be cool um, if it was, though. Caroline Speed Woodward. Yeah, gotta yeah. go fast. Um, so, uh, this was a book that was being raved about by the librarians at a job I used to, I used to work at my school library. The librarians were raving over this book, so you know it's good. Uh, finally, I had the chance to read it, and it is it is pretty good. It's uh, basically the story of this family. It's, you know, it's a mom and a dad and a little seven-year-old girl named Hannah. And the thing is with Hannah is that she does not talk. She is able to talk, but she does not talk. She is also does she lacks empathy and tortures her mother Damn. <laughs> or torments her mother. Sounds like a little bitch. Yes. Um, but at the same time, she acts like a little angel in front of the dad because in her mind, her dad is the only person that she really cares for. Um, the interesting thing about this book is, is it switches perspectives from the mother, whose name is Suzette, and Hannah. Uh, and it, it, so it's a little bit like uh, we need to talk about Kevin because this girl is, you know, she's mentally unstable. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of like flips and be- flips between like Suzette, her mother, who's despite her best efforts to love this little girl that she brought yeah. into this world, she can't, she's having such a hard time actually loving what she believes is a little monster. Uh, and it comes to the point where, I mean, I don't believe that a lot of people listening to this are actually going to go out and read this book. If you are interested in this book about a, a, a little girl tormenting her mother and uh, the mother trying to prove to the dad and to, you know, society at large that, like, she's not a bad mother and she loved, and she wants to lo- love her child, but her child is, like, literally trying to torment her to death. Um, so if you want, are interested in that, I recommend that you don't listen to the rest of this um, so I can talk about it without spoiling it to others. So basically, it comes to the point where the little girl is literally trying to murder her mother. Uh, Jesus. Because, yeah. And, and it's, it's like interesting Stewie because... Griffin. I don't know that reference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, family no, guy. Family Guy. I mean, I know of Family Guy and I know of Stewie, but I don't... It sounds like an extreme electric complex. I don't know what that is either. Uh, do you know what an Oedipus complex is? I know of an Oedipus complex, but I don't really know what it is. <laughs> uh, an Oedipus complex is like the theory of like when young children, often boys, start like awakening sexual desire. They have a just general preference for their parent of the opposite sex, named after the Oedipus story. But Oedipus Electra Rex. is just, yeah, the, the mm. female version of that. Anyway, disregard what I'm saying. Go on. Okay, so she... What was I going to say? Damn it. Um, uh, she wants to kill her mom. Yes. So, oh, no. So, oh, yes. Um, so, and while, yes, like, she is obviously unhinged and a, you know, dangerous child, uh, we do see her perspective in half of the book. We switch from her pers- perspective and Suzette's perspective. Uh, and there is an interesting amount of logic that is in her mind like she believes that like oh like her dad is the only one that loves her and that it's her mom that forces her to do the things that she doesn't want to do or um that does just doesn't get her but the thing is is that her dad is constantly the good cop the mom is constantly the bad cop because that's just how it had to be um 
And also, like, of course, you emphasize, you emphasize, empathize, empathize, that's the word. You got this. With the mother, because she has, she's having to deal with a daughter that is literally trying to kill her. But also it's because the mother is, um, she's just naturally the kind of person, like, they are very much at odds, this mother and daughter. Uh, She wants to keep things clean, but as a seven-year-old girl, Hannah obviously does not want to keep things clean. She wants to, like, be a little bit messy and, you know, have things the way she wants it to be. The mother does not want that because, you know, just her preferences, she's always cleaning. Um, She also... (laughs) She's OCD or something? She, a little bit, yes. There's like this whole backstory with the mom, you know, growing up in a household where her mom, she felt like her mom didn't really love her because she had Crohn's disease, but the mom wouldn't go check her out by a doctor because uh, she was like, even the, the, like Suzette was always trying to take care, take care of her own mother. So she never really felt like she had a mother. So she tries to be an overbearing parent with Hannah to kind of make up for that, to be a good mother. But that kind of backfires. So, yeah, it's, it's like you... You care. You you think like okay, you're on you're on Suzette's side, but there are certain things that like oh yeah, that probably did not help with their relationship. Not that you can't do you can't do much with a demonic child, but <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's a pretty good book. It's pretty well written. Um, literally just finished the ending like five minutes ago, uh, and it I felt like it was a good ending, but I feel like it got kind of you kind of want to learn more about. The ending, in my opinion, but I uh, I recommend this book if you like stories about uh, creepy children. <laughs> Sounds like I guess. The, it's like the Good Son with Macaulay Culkin. I don't know what that is either. Oh, have you seen that? Sorry, have you seen that, Mason? I have not. No. Oh, well, the Good Son is like this old movie where like Macaulay Culkin's character is. Uh, this this lady's son and he's like evil basically, so he just just does hmm. evil things all the time. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> it's not oh, a yeah. very good and movie and thing, pretty old. So another thing is that like the dad in this book will make you want to bang your head against the wall because he only sees like he, he's just so oblivious to this daughter um, because she gets kicked out of schools all the time. She has never spent more than a couple weeks at a school really and that's why she's being homeschooled by the mother which makes her go even more insane because she's having to deal with a demonic child and try to teach her math um so you can only imagine um but uh so so the dad who's constantly at work and you know she he loves his daughter and he loves his wife but he won't believe like whatever he like they actually do try to take her to a school he won't believe what the teachers are trying to say like oh she's disruptive like oh she literally took uh, like made a kid bang his head against the wall and get him stitches so it's like like no no that cannot be my child not not hannah she's she's the no, spawn of the no, devil she's so smart she is so smart she is so such a good child how could you ever think this would be her uh, her fault and uh, of course, like another spoiler, like eventually, yeah, he does understand because then um, there's this whole scene where Hannah takes a stick and lights it on fire and starts to stab the mother with it. Um, so, yeah, and he sees that. And at that point, he's like, oh, 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 OK, yeah, yeah, I could see where you might come to that conclusion. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's um, finally he does get the point, which is good. Uh, it takes a while, though. Well, I think I'll pass on that book. Sounds, no, uh, re- no, you should read books, Mitsugi. No, fuck that. 
Fuck that. You don't want to talk. You don't want to read about the demonic child. No, I don't. No, that's disappointing. I don't have time for that shit. Reading books. <laughs> what is this? I, I can't even stay awake in bed long enough to like watch a movie for four minutes before I fall asleep. How am I supposed to read a book? <laughs> I don't need any trouble falling asleep. So. I, How about I, you, Mason? Did I sell you on the book that I've already spoiled? I mean, it just doesn't seem like my kind of book. As someone who likes reading, this does not seem up my alley. Well, you have failed. What's apparently. up your alley, then? Uh, maybe I'll talk about it. Oh, shit. Bum, bum, bum. Actually, I won't today because there's no time. But Mason, uh, how was your road Mitz trip? Should, I think, Mitz, you should go. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I need to know how much time to fit this story into. I did Humboldt Peak, which is not a difficult mountain, really, but it's a, quite a long hike anyway. And, and I threw some pictures up on our chat so you could see the pictures. So I had to go, as I, as I said before in a prior episode, I had to go buy brand new tires for the car because the road is notoriously terrible. And the road was terrible. <laughs> it was very bad. Uh, so we get to Humboldt Peak is south of where we are, and I, we, we've never been in this mountain range before. And so there was some, uh, there's some, pretty fa- some pretty fantastic scenery on the way. You know, and we got to the, we got to the, the road inevitably where which I was dreading you know at about eight o'clock ish and the sun was going down and but we decided to drive the road anyway so which is probably ill-advised but in the end probably ended up being better because we needed time to get up the road and there weren't any cars driving at night so so um you know you get to this spot on the road this is a true off-road like experience it's not it doesn't really even resemble a road very well, really. So, and uh, this SUV is not lifted. It's a stock Highlander 2006, and it, but it, like I said, it does have brand new trail tires on it. So we get to the road. Well, what really is the crux of the road is about 10% of the way up it, and it's this um, fairly steep incline with some very large rocks, about half buried in the ground. Um, they're large enough that if you were to drive up the road straight down like the gut, you would probably scrape everything on the bottom of your car on the rocks. So, you know, there's tire tracks where people have tried to go up and ultimately the, you know, the left side of, of the incline was the better choice. And But, you know, it took about eight tries to get up the road. Um, and, and inevitably we ended up putting some wooden boards that I brought in this hole like uh, this certain spot on the incline because the one of the tires was getting was going in, was going like airborne basically and was getting no traction so in order to get some traction we stuck a couple rocks in that hole with with the boards and you know I gunned it basically very recklessly in low gear and just gunned it up that slope and just bounced up over all nice. that shit um, <clears throat> the rest of it was pretty bad but that was the crux of it and uh, you know I was glad we did it because looking back on this hike and how exhausting it was uh if you have to if you have to walk it from the from the from the uh two-wheel drive trailhead it adds five round trip miles and it would have been i was ready to just let the birds have me honestly like (laughs) yesterday so to add five miles more to that would have just been unreal like i can't even begin to to real to explain how horrible that that would have been so um 
we spent the night up there. You know, I, I forgot the Benadryl. So usually on these like trips, I will just drug the shit out of myself. Like it's, you know, it's like, oh, I got to get up at 3 a.m. So I'm going to go to bed at 7. Well, how do you do that? You just take a shitload of Benadryl. You just like a therapeutic dose. Like Benadryl says, oh, take one every six hours. Well, bullshit. Like you can take up to four Benadryl at once without any issue. And if you want like the 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 full sedating effects of, of like an allergy medicine, you just take like three or four Benadryl. You know, and that shit will put you down. So it doesn't really matter how how awake you are. You won't be awake after you take four Benadryl. But I didn't have any of that. I have so. a funny Benadryl story. You could have just read a book. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, I see where we it all comes around. Here it comes. Exactly. exactly. You know, I fully understand the power of Benadryl because one time I got like the really bad allergy season. I was going to class but i i needed to take something so i took benadryl and i did not realize it made you jazzy well (laughs) you know so i fell asleep during class (laughs) some antihistamines they don't even give it to you for for to be like to be an allergy med anymore they just give it to you as a sleeping med like the the side effects are more useful than the actual medicine's purpose like hydroxazine is one of those super potent like prescription uh allergy medicine that'll just knock you out so but we didn't have any of that. So I didn't have any Benadryl. I got like two hours of sleep. No no joke. Uh, I laid in that, you know, I just couldn't sleep. Unfamiliar environment. But uh, this was, th- this is known as one of the most, one of the, one of the more beautiful hikes in Colorado. It's called the South Colony Lakes Trail. You know, it starts off in this forest and, you know, kind of breaks out into a valley. And I posted some pictures um, and you can see part of the valley in the last photo I, 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 I posted. Um, and yeah, re- it looks gorgeous. That's really pretty. The reason why it's so pretty is because it has two alpine lakes on, like, right there. So, um, and it's pretty rare to have lakes that size, at, you know, above 12,000 feet. So, it's uh, it's pretty neat to see it. And the hike itself was pretty routine, I'd say. It was, a, it, it was um, well, I should, I should, let me back pedal here. The first couple of photos I posted where I think what really made the hike special. So as we were kind of getting ready to start ascending, which is kind of where you leave all of nature behind and you, and you end up in just rocks and shit, um, we, f- we found this herd of mountain of uh, sheep, of bighorn sheep, and they were really close to us. They were probably 20, f- probably about 40 feet maybe, honestly. Aren't like, they goats? They're sheep. So they look like goats, but they're sheep. Um, hmm. and they are... And stacked they are beefy boys they are fucking beefy and i posted a short video not very fluffy but and uh <clears throat> they were probably about 20 of them and they're just kind of all standing up on this big rock just looking at us because our dogs were going fucking nuts like they were n- going absolutely ape shit we had two dogs with us and the dogs I were like, you only had one dog uh, I, I do only have one dog, but my um we have a friend who came with us and she has a dog so a much more oh. poorly behaved dog and um, I refer to that dog, I think, as like the devil, basically, on this podcast. So maybe, maybe I have or haven't. But the dogs were losing their shit. And the, the sheep just got up on this on this rock. And they're just looking at us like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck, bro? And then in the first photo, this is like the big male sheep that was clearly the male of the herd. And, you know, he's got these huge horns. And he was just up on this rock by himself looking at us like, if you fucking come up here you won't you will you will regret it <laughs> like his he was just I will become you. a ram <laughs> this this ram type thing was ready to just fucking destroy us so we didn't fuck with him but it was really interesting to see you know this what this like just 
crazy awesome wildlife that you normally wouldn't see um chilling out by this lake i mean it was pretty clear why they were there they wanted they were there for the lake but the hike was pretty it was a pretty routine hike you know it's a big hill and then like towards the top just a, a gigantic pile of rocks as you can see in the one photo it's just uh you're scrambling through these giant granite rocks and it, it seemingly never ends and there's a photo of like the summit um like in there too with with our dog and you can see that on the left of that of that there's just like nothing but a huge cliff there it really is like it's like 100 feet straight down from there um but you know no one ever goes over there <laughs> but it's neat to see it so the rock formations are pretty cool and um in the background of that one photo with the dog, the third photo is Crestone Needle, which is one of the more difficult hikes in the in the like in the state. Crestone Needle has some like has some routes that are worth making movies about. Like they're pretty intense. So, um, and we saw people on top of that. And, but anyway, so we summited around ten thirty. We started pretty early. We started around six, and um, we came down, no, uh, really no mishaps on the way down. It's just exhausting. Like the, the coming down is always tougher than going up because you're just so tired. And, um, the whole round trip trip time was about eight and a half hours and it's about 11 miles. <clears throat> and, um, then, <laughs> then came the trouble, I would say. So, bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. so it was coming down the road was the problem. You know, we were thinking, Oh, coming down will be so much easier than going up because <laughs> you're not like worrying about the traction really anymore and we were i mean it was sort of true but sort of not also i mean the car was you know doing real well honestly we got all the way down to we went we went down a couple sections on the way down that i thought we were going to get into tr- in, in, into some trouble for sure but it never really ended up happening and um i got back down to that section that that I described before. I wish I had a photo of it, but I just don't. Um, and there were people stuck on in the road, and it was a it was a Dodge truck, a huge truck. And um, he just couldn't do it. He didn't even get close to coming up that, which I was surprised because I made it in my you know old Highlander and the truck. See, at the top of the trail, like all the way at the top, all there were were trucks and jeeps. There was nothing else, and we were the only SUV there. Um, and nothing else really, you know, I guess didn't really have a shot. There was a dune buggy, some trucks, and some and a bunch of Jeeps. And, and um, so I stopped the car because I'm like, oh, they're, they're not going to make it. So I, I stopped the car, and I can't go down with them in my way. So, and I was kind of in a spot where they could kind of go around me if they made it. And I got the wood out of the back of the car, and I start trudging down the road with the wood. And I'm like gesturing, you know, excitedly. And I'm like, here, you can use this wood, you know to help you get up and he he couldn't make it and he was like he was like one of those oh i'm a truck guy and you know he's like fuck this I, it's not just this, this truck's not even paid for yet and i have a <laughs> pancake said it i have a tiny pp and i'm a douche that's that's, a, that's what she would say that's why you need mitsugi to the rescue with his massive wood to uh yeah. save you yeah exactly from the from the drastically large hole you got some big wood yeah and uh <laughs> we'll put it to good use uh, I, and in this market, it'll cost you. I put the wood down, but he he just he didn't he didn't have it in him. Like he didn't have it in him to risk damaging his truck, you know. So you know he backed it up, and he wasn't gonna bottom out there, but he didn't want to do it. So he backed up, backed down the road, where where some dudes, where two dudes in a douchey looking jeep were waiting, and um, I'm like, well, I'm gonna come down now. So I I t- I'm talking to the one guy, and they're real friendly, and. 
you know, not the truck guy, but these are the people that were with him were, were really friendly. And the, the one guy was like, I was like, the road is real slanted to the left. It's not level at all. It's steep. So it's downhill banking to the left and it's got all these rocks everywhere. And the rocks are such that again, if you drive through the middle, you will fuck the bottom of your car up. And if you ever, if you ever, if you've ever looked at the bottom of a car, it has a ton of important shit on, on the bottom of the car. And if you fuck it up, well, you could puncture your gas tank, you can puncture your power steering, you can puncture your drive, you can bend your drive shaft, you can you can wipe out your exhaust pipes. I mean, there's all sorts of shit under there. Uh, and so you got to be real careful. And I'm like, I'm like, is it possible that, like, do you think that this car could tip over coming down this? I'm pointing to my car. He's like, oh, no, 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 you're good. You're definitely good. He's like, here, he's like, he's like, here's what you want to do. And he's like laying the wood down to show me like where I need to put the tires and stuff. So I'm like, all right, whatever. If you say so, man. So I figured I went, I was like, I figured, oh, I came up it. I can come down it too. So I, I go back and the girls get out of the car cause they wanted nothing to do with being in that car coming, going down this slope. It is fucking bad. Like, you know, uh, I would say like a Subaru Outback has no chance of getting up this. So just to give you some illustration. Um, and I'm coming down just like he, I've got my, I've got, I'm hanging halfway out the driver's side window so I can look at the tires and I'm just kind of inching my way down this, you know, just as instructed by the, by the one guy who seemed to know what he was doing. And all of a sudden the car starts tipping over (laughs) and I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) It really feels like it's going to just roll over onto the driver's side of the car, like straight, they just tip over and roll and they're like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. And the car is literally teetering, like, on tipping over. And these two <laughs> girls that are with them jump on the back bumper of the car, and they're holding, their literal body weight is preventing this car from tipping over. Um, I couldn't get my seatbelt to work at that mo- at that time. It was like, you know how seatbelts get stuck? Like, like, they, like, you pull them and they just... They jam up on you, yeah. yeah. It was jammed up. I had no seatbelt on. Um, I'm stuck in this car, and it's getting ready to roll over on onto me basically you know it would it would just demolish the whole left side of the car i imagine and break all the windows and our dog was in the car and they got these two girls standing on the back corner of the car trying to prevent this fucking car from tipping over and he's like okay okay now turn the wheel to the left and i turn the wheel to the left and he's like now let go of the brake a little and after about eight inches of that the car kind of leveled out and i was safe (laughs) And um, I got out, and I was really excited that I survived it. And I'm, like, high on kite <laughs> on adrenaline. And I get out, and I'm shaking hands and stuff and thanking everybody. And the one girl got it on video. <laughs> she got it. She had it on video until she went to run to get on the car. So, like, there's a video of the whole back the whole back end of the car going into the air is on video. And then she, like, throws the camera down and starts running to the car. So I got to really hand it to these people for being, like, quick of thought to just run and jump on someone else's car to prevent that fucking shit from just tipping over. Otherwise you're going to have an SUV laying on its side in the middle of this mountain road. And, uh, it was fucking crazy. Glad you made it. I mean, it was crazy, man. This was, uh, I would say that if I had, in hindsight, I would have gone to the other side of that road. Like there was a right side too. It just looked like the rocks were bigger and had more bottom out risk. But in hindsight, I definitely wouldn't go the other, would go the, the rocky way. As rolling your car over doesn't really uh, help anything, you know. So, so um, <clears throat> that was Mountain eight, 8, number 18, and we got the hardest hike of the year planned for 4th of July weekend. So, 
Ooh, fun. Yeah. Can't wait to hear all about it. I mean, I'm sure you are g- looking forward to it. <laughs> it's one of the most search and rescued trails in the Rockies. So um, looking forward to it is a little bit of a stretch. I mean, I'm, yeah. a little, I'm like a little scared of it. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you don't really have much choice but to do it. So that's my story. I mean, it was it was pretty it was a pretty full day. I mean, we saw goats. We saw lakes. We saw we summited. We we um, didn't have any like injuries. He summited. And we almost wrecked the car. And uh, we got home around 7 p.m. And, and uh, we, we got a pizza and we got in bed. We started watching this horror movie called What Lies Below or something. It's like this. I guess they're they're like it's this mining company and they find like hell in the mine. <laughs> it just sounds kind of neat. <laughs> but I fell asleep in like four minutes. I was so done. So, so uh, that's it. That's that's the trip. So Mason, you you went on a trip too. I did. I did. Well, tell us I about uh, it. actually split my trip up. Unlike last time, I split my trip up into two days. So the trip was overall from Chicago to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then the second day was from Pittsburgh to Hartford, Connecticut, where I live. So both days were about eight hours of driving Uh, right off the bat. You know, you start off heading east. You go through Indiana, which is quite possibly up there with Nebraska. (laughs) It's one of the most boring states of all time to drive through. But it's skinny, right? Like it's very up. It doesn't take long to get through. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's an up and down state, uh, <laughs> followed by Ohio, which I drove essentially on the Ohio Turnpike, which really should also be called just the Ohio Pike because it's so straight and flat and boring, <laughs> but it's not as bad as Indiana. So at least it's got that. And first of all, you know how people go to like grocery stores and leave their empty carts like without returning them. And it's yeah. like the most mm-hmm. frustrating thing in the world. Yeah. They're just like littering all over the parking lot. And then you find one down the street, like and with a bunch of random shit in it with next to a tent. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, you know, when someone does that, like that's like one of the, like along with like not tipping a, the wait staff as like a good, like judge of someone's character. I want to add this to the list, which oh. is going to like the, a gas station on like a, a rest stop. And parking at the pump and then going inside to do shopping. Mm, So your car is just sitting and occupying a space where people are waiting to fill up their car with gas. And there's perfectly good parking spots. You just have to have the audacity to turn your car back on and drive 10 seconds and then repark it. Like it's I know it's not convenient, but come on, people. Come on. If you're doing that, we we can be better humans than this, can't we? Way the inconvenience Weigh the convenience that you will get with the inconvenience other people will have. Of me slashing your tires? No, I oh didn't my do that. Goodness. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm I'm you kidding. would not, uh, Mason. No, I would never dream of doing that. But uh, still still quietly aggravating. So there's that. Anyway, so I listened to two audiobooks on this journey. I'll talk about those next week because uh, who cares? We don't need that many books and uh, <laughs> hobby addicts, and we'll save them you for later. You can never have too many books. What is with this illiterate group I'm with? I am. <sighs> I, I'm, I can barely write time. too at this point, so <laughs> it's pretty bad. Almost fully, illiter- so, almost fully illiterate. So I, I drove to Pittsburgh. It was a pretty easy drive. I left at like five something a.m. Got there at about three o'clock. Checked in at the Airbnb. And they, he had puppers there, so I, yay. yay, puppers! That was like half the reason why I picked this place. 
And I was like just chatting with him about like, hey, you know, getting around, what to see, this and that, whatever. And he was like, all you need to know is that the number 61 bus is going to get you back to the house. And that's all you need to know. And I'm like, perfect. So I started walking, as I tend to do on my city exploration trips. Uh, and there was like sunbathers everywhere in Pittsburgh. <laughs> like every, like, you know, not garden, but just like blank piece of grass where people could just like lounge out, they were. And I don't know if it was because it was a cold spring or just it was very much like the college campusy area of the city, but there were sunbathers as far as the eye could see. It was kind of strange in the middle of the city. You know, it looked like a, like a beach or something like that. Anyway, so I, I went on a one-mile walk to the Phipps Conservatory and Botanical Gardens, which is a hyper-popular tourist spot where they have just tons of really cool uh, rooms of, you know, different plants and trees and whatnot. So if you are listening, look up onto the internets the Broderie Room. It's spelled B-R-O-D-E-R-I-E, Broderie Room. And that's like, go ahead. And this is Pittsburgh. This is in Pittsburgh. Okay. And there's 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 tons of rooms like this at this place, but this is one of the more famous ones, and it's just really gorgeous and very pleasant to look at. So it's got that. It's got bonsais, Ooh. and most importantly, scampering around in one of the outdoor exhibits, I was chasing down a groundhog for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? It was just this this fluffy little dude who was like plowing his way through the the gardens and it's like oh what is that it's it's too big to be a rabbit but it's like too small to be a beaver it's too like stout to be a fox like i was trying to figure out what it was and i eventually with enough time figured out it was a groundhog so did you feel like bill murray i did i did i'm like oh my <laughs> goodness pittsburgh is repeating itself but it was uh it was a pretty cool place um i saw a woman there with a like an anime shirt that said like two kawaii for you on it and it had like <laughs> some character on it. But like I didn't really see who the character was and I wasn't gonna like creepily like try to track her down and be like, hey, what's this anime shirt? Like, no, but uh it was kind of funny. So anyway, I, I, I finish up this these botanical gardens and I was like, okay, next stop, I wanna go downtown check my phone and I'm at like 10% battery mm. and I'm like oh no it's only like four o'clock and this is not gonna last <laughs> and I know there are buses that go downtown but I don't know where to f- buy a bus pass like oh I know yeah. they're around the area but I'm, I'm not going to board a bus with like no idea how the system works with no cash on me like that's kind of you have no cash on you? I mean, I had like cards, a $20 baby. bill, but like that's not going to help me on a bus. Like I don't want to get on there and start fumbling with change and stuff. So I'm like, you know what? I know the direction of downtown. Time to walk it. So it was about a four mile walk through like dusty construction zones oh, and the sun that's just like beating down. Yeah, After I wasn't driving bad. for eight hours. This is Mason well, listen, we're talking about. This is nothing. I just needed to. I just needed to get out of the car for a bit, so it wasn't bad. You know, it was just a yeah, little, say. little toasty. Um, I got lots of comments from strangers uh, on on my walks. Uh, for perspective, I was wearing you no know, shades. I was wearing a tank top, and I had a little little man bun action going on. <laughs> so that's that's the scene. The first guy I pass, he says, "Hey, you look like a UFC fighter." Oh wow! I think that's what? a compliment. That's I'll a take good, that. That's a, that's a good compliment. Yeah. So the first of many on the day. So I was like, okay, Pittsburgh people, you know, they're kind of pleasant. 
So <laughs> I, I get downtown. First place I go to dinner is the Gaucho Perilla Argentina, which is a Argentinian like wood fired, you know, meat steakhouse mm, kind of place. Steak, yeah, Argentina. Yeah. And luckily I got there at like five o'clock. So I was like able to slip in before the dinner crowd. So I'm there, whatever. And because it's still kind of COVID protocols, they're not handing out menus, but they have like the QR code on the table. Right. And I was like, ooh, do I risk my phone battery? Just like, I don't know if I can risk it to see what they have on their menu. Well, how else would you so order? I'm just like, they probably have menus on hand if you can't use the QR they, code. They did. I just said when the waiter came, I'm just like, look it. My phone's at like 10%. Just... Just get me the thing to get here. Give me the damn. And we just kind of like talked it out. Yeah. So I got a ribeye. Bring me your excellently. special. Exactly. It was pretty good. I, they just parked me up on this like window seat on the second floor, and I just got to people watch in the city, and it was so pleasant. There was this guy that entered a Seven Eleven, the same guy like five times over the cor- at least five times. He just kept on going in and out, and it was very funny. There was this really massive dude with two little dogs on like pink leashes. That <laughs> that, that was cracking me up. There was this lady with these these like hyper white, uh, like almost bedazzled, like super fancy big, like I don't know Jordans or some like fancy shoes. They were all like pristine and like they looked very bougie. But one of her shoes was untied, and I was just like, how do you go that far and like not mm-hmm. know how to? complete the look anyway is that like a, is that like a, a fashion thing though walking around without your shoes tied no it wasn't like a no they were untied but like the laces were like tightly knit around the tops like no these were like dangling and dragging and the other side was tied mm. so it was clearly accidental i i wish i had my notepad there was at least 20 different interesting characters i saw along the way so did that Next up, let's see, it was another one-mile walk to the Monongahela, Monongahela, Monongahela. Incline. Yeah, this, uh, it's essentially Mount Washington. Uh, it's this little, it's not a mountain, but it's a big hill across the river from like downtown Pittsburgh where you can take this little tramway up to like overlook the city and I was like, oh, that sounds really pr- pleasant, especially if it's like sunset time. That'll be pretty. So walked over there and you're waiting and there's essentially two trams that they operate as like a counterweight up and down. So as one goes up, the other goes down, you load in, the other people load in and then it swaps. So, so and it moves extremely slow. So I'm waiting at the bottom for this tram to come in and it's moving in and moving in and moving in and after like two minutes it finally arrives at the bottom look in see people are ready to get out and the doors go to open and they just don't they just they try to open and then they close instantly and the people look at me and i look at them and we're just like i, I don't know what to do so we just like sat there awkwardly for a minute and they're like over the intercom like uh we're gonna try to trigger this again so they like back them out of the station and then back into the station, no luck. Like, just, they uh, were trapped inside. I was trapped on the outside. Like, I didn't know what to do. So, met the second nice person from Pittsburgh. Not to say that there's only two, but the next mm-hmm. in this installment. Named Spencer, who's just like, yeah, I live in the area. Let's just walk up this Mount Washington. 
So we just found this like roadside with no sidewalk, no lighting, just no, like it's not a good place for a pedestrian. And we just went up this winding road with cars whizzing by uh, until we got to the top. And it was fine. It was pretty cool. I got some ice cream. And funnily enough, after exploring, I went back down the tram and actually went down the tram with the same people that were stuck in it from like an hour ago. <laughs> I finally got it working. So it was a nice little twist of fate there. Man, getting stuck in like a, an airplane or a tram, like it's just terrible. Or an elevator. Yeah, uh, it, that would be a nightmare. So at least I was able to like... I wasn't the one stuck in this, you know, heat box for whatever, half an hour, however yeah. long it took. So just to speed up for the sake of time, I'll just do day one today. But so essentially I finished this excursion, did some more exploring. Then I walked the mile back to the same restaurant area as before, as where I ate at Gaucho, to a restaurant called Taco. <laughs> just Taco? T-A-K-O. Oh. T-A-K-O. Oh, which, if you know, mm. taco is Japanese for octopus. Yeah. So I, of course, got a octopus taco, a taco taco, if you will. Uh, and oh it was pretty God. good. I said at the bar, there was exactly there's a bunch of nice folks. There was like these like custom made bottles of like tequila that had like bells attached. So like if you paid for tequila, you got to like ring the bell. And it was a bunch of fun. And uh I, I saw while I was like walking what I assumed to be like a famous baseball player for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, he like left a building and some dudes were like, oh, can, can we get your autograph? And like, they had a bunch of baseballs with them. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. And they're like, what Wait, if we, so we just go around the corner so no one can see us? And he's like, oh, OK, fine. They just have baseballs on hand like, oh, my God, here's a baseball. They were clearly like staking the place out for him. to. Oh, that's creepy. It is a little creepy. So I just, like, walked right through them. I was like, uh, okay, buddy. <laughs> um, I met someone else who just, like, who saw me, and he's like, hey, Captain America. What? Hey, we take that. We take that. So Pittsburgh people, super nice, super Pittsburgh pleasant. people like Mason. Exactly. <laughs> I, that's my city. Um, so, trivia time. What bus did I need to take home? 61. There we go. You, you would have survived with me because by that time, that? my phone was, he said was that shot. In the beginning. Oh, he did? Well, well, I'm it, see? You got to pay attention, deep lore. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I was just blindly taking this bus back. I It was like, I don't know, 10 o'clock at this time. I had no idea where I was. Eventually, I just got off on a road that felt right and walked the last couple blocks back to the Airbnb, pet the puppers, and then I went to bed. And that was, that was day one of the adventure. So... I guess stay tuned for day two in audiobooks next week on <laughs> Hobby Addicts. I have no doubt. I hope you gave them a five star for the puppers. I did. I did. I uh, gave them a review and everything because I'm a good guest. I have no doubt <laughs> Mason made, you know, you always, you always make the most out of, out of your trips. So I figured, you know, you're driving across country. Mason's going to stop a couple times. So, gotta. You gotta. You gotta. Did you stop through Centralia like I uh, suggested? I did not have time. And that would have been Understandable. the next day. Mm. But uh, I, sorry, I didn't want to get <laughs> be, be one more ticker on the uh, population <laughs> of that city. True. All right. Well, we have reached the end. And we have a really full podcast coming up. So I think we I'm should. I'm already uh, tired. 
This is not good. Oh, you're, you should go get some caffeine then, for sure. Maybe. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. I don't know what we're going to do. We, 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 we heard a little teaser from Mason, you know, and um, I don't know. We'll have to see what the rest of us have in store. I'm waiting for this guy, a six, to come out. But until then, we'll see you next time on Hobby Addicts. And, of course, thanks for contributing to the podcast. You guys are great. And we hope you enjoy hearing us ramble about whatever. So, bye. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.